Hey, everybody, this is Stormy Lee, a.k.a. Queen of the Southeast, a.k.a. one half of the Bonnie and Clyde of professional wrestling, and you are listening to Oversell Podcast. It is episode 106-ish, and we are talking the May Young Classic and everything in between. Get ready. This is the Oversell Podcast! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I am Mike. And we are here to talk some professional wrestling. Uh, couldn't get together last week. Personal stuff going on. That's all you need to know. But it's good to be back this week. And it gave me a chance to watch all of the May Young Classic. Phenomenal tournament. Yes. Phenomenal tournament. I actually watched all of it. I did too. Um, who was... Let's... Let's go through. I'll just ask you some just some questions about it. Who was uh, your favorite competitor? Probably Kyrie. Kyrie Sane. That that elbow drop, man. It's so vicious, dude. That's better than Macho Man's. Like uh, I, I will put myself out there and say she threw a better elbow drop than Macho. Yeah, man. she completely lays out in the air and I mean, like all body weight comes down on whoever's under her. Uh, Shayna Baszler. I think she came out of this tournament looking like a star. Oh yeah, she looked like a major threat. Um, it's she gonna, could be a. They could throw her in right now, and she could be a top heel. I agree. I agree. And uh, like uh, that, her semifinal match after she won it, and she, she uh, who did she beat? Was it uh, Abby Lath? I think it was Abby Lath. The semifinal. Yeah. That uh, was Mercedes, wasn't it? Mercedes, Mercedes Martinez. Yeah. And afterwards, you think she's going to do the respectful thing as she stand over and then gives her another kick? Yeah. I mean, it t- it takes a lot of time, a lot of a lot of time for some wrestlers to get how to get heat to realize how to get. She had it right from the start, I oh, think. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you someone who I really liked that really impressed me, Piper Niven. Yeah. I really like I really liked what I saw from her. Uh Kyrie Sane, of course. Yeah. I was gonna say uh Abby Lath. Abby Lath was loved awesome. Abby Lath. Uh I'm I was happy finding finally getting to see Santana Garrett on a big yeah. stage. Um Wasn't it upsetting though, like the first round, it's like once the first round was over and you saw who was coming out, you know the bracket for round two and then you like at that point it's like damn these two are already you know gonna have a match so one of them's not gonna make it that far and i mean that's how it was like as soon as the first round was over i was just like looking at the bracket and it's like well you know one of those two's gone and that sucks one of these two's gone and that sucks and i don't know i mean you yeah, I guess it's you know a credit to, to all the women that were in it that you know you were that invested after the first round and you already had the people that you really wanted to see succeed. Yep, uh, Mia Yim I thought looked great in the tournament. Yeah. She's a fantastic like wrestler and her story's great. Now, like yeah, she was in uh, Impact for a while, mm-hmm. so I, I was familiar with her and her and uh, Marty Bell were actually a tag team for a while. Wow. They were part um, of the stable. Who was the one uh, that uh, would whip the other women with her hair? Uh, it's started with a b something bel-air yeah that's pretty crazy yeah. that's something we'd never seen before and it sucks that she knocked out uh our girl uh sage beckett sage yeah, yeah. i can never remember her like current name yeah um yeah that's cool cool and i like how she's kind of going with this uh shaman she's kind of like a shaman gimmick or yeah. something it's really cool i really um, like tony storm uh yeah she's great she, she, she's, she's great. young too i think she's like 21 or something. She had a, yeah, great showing. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and you know what I liked is a lot of these women weren't signed with NXT, so it's not a lot of people we saw right. on NXT every week. But I did see that a lot of them are probably going to get signed. That's now. awesome. That's awesome. I really hope Piper Niven signs because I just I think she just there's something about her that draws me to her. Yeah, I'm trying to find the thing now, but I was they had a list of everybody that they're pretty sure is going to be signed, and yeah, here it is. And then some of them that weren't listed yet, like Piper wasn't listed as one that was definitely going to be signed yet, but the fact that they did fly her in for the finale, they're thinking, you know, that's that's a pretty good sign. Uh, the following talents have signed. Kyrie Sane, obviously. Uh, Vanessa Bourne. Zeta. Okay. Sarah Logan. I liked her. She yeah. went out first round, but. Like when I saw her, I was thinking, okay, she would be the perfect fit uh, for the Wyatt family. Scottish, Scottish woman, or no? I think she's the one like from Kentucky or something. That's it. That's, the, yeah, 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 yeah. She could also like if so, if um, Nikki Storm moved on from Sanity, I could see her yeah. with those guys too. Yeah, uh, or maybe she just joins them to join up with them. Zia Lee, Rhea Ripley, I liked her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abby Laith has been signed. Great, great, great. Kavita Devi. Okay. Dakota Kai, she had a really good showing. Mm-hmm. I really like Dakota. Uh, Bianca Belair was her name. That's Sage it. Beckett, we already knew she was with them. Uh, Lacey Evans, that's uh, oh, all the author of Pain's uh, manager. Rachel, that's Rachel Ellering. So Rachel, yeah. what was she? Rachel Evans. Yeah, Lacey Evans is Lacey, her name in oh. it. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that was who that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> and I, I, I really liked seeing her. In the ring too, because yeah. the, the, the t- her and uh, Ricochet's girlfriend um, Tessie Blanchard, you know, there's a yeah. lot of there's a, been a lot of uh, rumblings about them on the Indies, and it was it was really good to finally see Tessa Blanchard get to wrestle. Uh, Tenara Conti, I think she went out first round, and Reina Gonzalez. They're saying Shayna Baszler's signing hasn't been confirmed, but it's almost guaranteed that yep. she is because she has no more indie shows that she's appearing on. Uh, I, Looks like they're interested in Piper Niven since they actually flew her out for the finals. Uh, Candice LeRae was another good one. Oh, yeah. That was, you know, another big indie star. And finally good to see her. You know, normally, typically she does on the indies a lot of um, intergender matches. Yeah. You know, she does the big stick with Joey Ryan. Right. Um, so it was but good. I was really to, impressed with her, too. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful girl, too. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Wow. And Johnny Gargano's wife, you know, that yeah. he, that's going to help get her signed, hopefully. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I really enjoyed this tournament. You know, people were saying that it, blah, 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 whatever, Cruiserweight Classic, it wasn't as good. Who cares? There are two different types of tournaments, two different types of wrestlers. Yeah, I thought, it's different. Yeah. I thought every woman. Now, that first round, you know, some of the stuff was a little shaky. Uh, the the uh, um, the Lucha de Libre woman, uh, Suheya. Yeah, yeah. She was really cool. She was really fun to watch. Great, great looking. Uh, you know, just the look worked for her. Um, so yeah, I I really enjoyed the tournament. I mean, I spent like I just let it run all day long and just watched. Yeah. See, I, I I watched everything the first week when it came out. Then when the second round came out, I watched one or two episodes, and then once the finale came, yeah, I finished it all out. Shayna Baszler, you she's going to be a star. Oh yeah, and, and Kyrie Sane too. Apparently, um, 
She's going to be involved, I think, at the next uh, takeover. At the next takeover for the, the vacant NXT women's title. Women title. Yeah. I wonder if it's going to be a multi-woman match or if it's just going to be one-on-one with somebody else. They haven't said yet, but they said it could be either one of those. Okay. It, it's, they said it's more than likely if it's a one-on-one, it's probably going to be against Ember Moon. Okay. Uh, or it could be multi-person. I could see them doing Ember Moon, Nikki Storm, Kyrie Sane, and maybe bringing Shayna Baszler back yeah. for it. Because be, that would be fun. I am I am on the Shayna Baszler Express, man. She she just she's a beast. She just and she looks like it, and um, you know it gives you hope that uh, in the WWE you're going to see um, Matt Riddle at some point mm-hmm. because he's another former MMA guy that's tearing it up on the Indies right now. And event it's going before before long he's going to be in NXT. I guarantee it. Now you can say uh, she just looks like a new MMA chick. She looked like a she looked like she could give um, uh, Asuka a run for her money. Yeah, absolutely. I, it, it, and Asuka is going to become. Looks like she's going to be coming up to the main roster yes, soon. They're starting to run Raw. vignettes for. Her. Yeah, uh, that's cool. Um, they better keep her undefeated streak intact. She bet at least, th- at least for a while. I yeah. bet you Triple H. Whenever Asuka <laughs> comes up. If he's not around, it's going to be one of those things where you hear in a movie when somebody says something, you hear somebody coming. What did you say about Oscar? Triple A. She's really cool. You're damn right she is. Don't touch her. You know that was when they did the big NXT first raid. Triple H said you can have whoever you want. You've got to leave me, Oscar. You have to leave me. And it was really smart because she tore it up in NXT. Hopefully she'll tear it up on the main roster. They. Yeah, it's it, it just scares me. It's almost a like her injury was almost a blessing because that was a good way to get her to transition from NXT to the main roster and still keep that streak intact and didn't have to to give up the title and like a you know a, a multi women match or something where she's not the one pinned so she's still kind of undefeated and all they didn't have to go that route you know just the injury kind of helped her out I guess story wise. I just I'm just hoping. The, do you have faith with how they'll treat her on the main roster? For a while. You think I so? I think the streak will continue for a while. Man, they have to keep her booked. So they have they they have to protect her every chance they get. Mm-hmm. They they you know, they have to do this right. Um cuz if you've seen ratings are down. Have you seen shots of the arenas at shows? I've seen some of the house show stuff. Yeah. Dude, SmackDown this past week the side where the camera shot almost looked empty. Not not where the camera shot, but where right, the camera right. shot from. On the hard camera side. Yeah, yeah. It was basically empty. I mean, they got a problem on their hands. Now, you can blame it on uh, Monday Night Football returning. You know, that scene, there's always an excuse. That shouldn't affect Tuesdays, though. Yeah, it shouldn't. But if you when you put on crap, you're going to get crap attendance. And, you know, now they're doing all these shoot promos. And I saw a tweet. I can't – I don't remember who said it. But, you know, all these shoot promos are starting to become very late WCW. Yeah. And with the attendance <laughs> like it is, like, that's going down a road that we just uh, do not want to see the WWE go down. But speaking of promos, the Miz tore oh, into dude, Enzo. Enzo. Enzo was just – yeah, they're, let's just scrape him off because he's done. Like, I really think that, like – he wasn't told to not say anything back, you know, kind of like it played out. It really seemed like he was just speechless. 
Mike, Mike the Miz, man. He I mean, is I think just, they told Miz they were like, okay, you know the stuff that's been going on with Enzo. You have free reign. Just lay into him. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, he brought up, you know, real situations about being kicked off the bus and nobody liking him. And, I mean, he laid into him with the truth. Yeah. Uh, Miz just does what he does best. And he he's still on fire. And he's still not getting his due as an IC champion. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I mean, he's still having, like, you know, currently he's he's having the best segments on Raw every week. Yeah, yeah, he is. These Roman Cena segments are getting, um, they're doing all right, but, you know, they're getting a little too on the shootsy side. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm thinking, though, that after this pay-per-view, that, that feud's over. I think it's a one-shot type thing. Reigns is going to go over, and that should be the end of it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, what else happened on Raw this week that you liked? Uh, trying to think now because I just watched SmackDown, so that's mainly what I've been thinking about. But uh, the whole women's title now—it's going to looks like it's going to be a fatal four-way, and apparently. I think they've just thrown Emma in just because they feel a little shorthanded right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that kind of sucks for her, but she is in that position. So, well, maybe she's getting some maybe, time. Maybe she can bring back the cooking show just to get some people behind her. I don't even know if that would work anymore. <laughs> I just don't think they have any idea what to do with her. I, You know, it, they seem just lost on the women in general on the main roster. Now, Unfortunately hey, so, yeah. Me, personally... I would like to see them kind of rip off Glow and make their own women's wrestling show. That would be nice. I mean, especially with the Mae Young Classic. Yeah. I mean, they've got a ton of talent now. Yeah, but it adds another another night to watch wrestling. True. But but if you put it on the network, you know, you got the on-demand content, so you can do it whenever. The but, only thing is, though, I mean, I think it would fall just like 205 Live. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what do you think of Enzo being in 205 Live, but kind of integrating with the main roster as well he's still a money draw i mean the fans he's, still love seeing him they, well they love seeing him for his entrance and then they completely forget right about once him. his match starts nobody cares right that's what we saw in memphis people were mimicking the entrance going yep. crazy you know saying that whole bit when the match started nothing <laughs> bathroom break <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go get a beer break uh, exactly. I, hey i need to go get that new seth rollins to burn it down and t-shirt. it sucks for him but i mean ever since he split with Cass, i mean he's it, i mean everybody kind of predicted that i mean everybody knew out of those two Cass was the actual you know long-term money and you know i, I think the only really way to save enzo now is if you just kind of make him somebody's manager yeah, but then if you're tired of Enzo promos, if you make him a manager, that's all he's going to do is cut promos. Yeah, but see, nobody nobody minds the promos. Well, they I mean, they, some they some only, people are getting bored with it, and you know, think he's little. They like his shtick, right? His promos, they're trying to, they're starting to get a little annoying now. Uh, if they did kind of like a Jimmy Hart with them, to where they put him where he's intentionally annoying, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, his guy wins the title, and he's holding it for his guy, but he's saying, we won, we right. won, and he's doing that kind of – perfect. That'd be perfect yeah. for him. But it, you'd have to have him with a strong heel 
Like, uh, man, I don't know. <laughs> Big Cass? <laughs> uh, you know, put him to SmackDown and send him to somebody like Baron Corbin. Two polar opposites. Yeah. He does all the, well, he does all the, uh, he, a couple, a couple times Enzo could be that whole writing checks that someone else is cashing. Right. Guy. Um, but yeah, that's, that would be an interesting thing. Baron wouldn't have to talk anymore. I think that's the only way to keep Enzo relevant is to just let him be somebody's mouthpiece. I agree. But it, it needs, he needs to be a heel. I think he needs to turn and. Just be a, a guy that antagonizes oh, yeah, a bad yeah. guy, and every week you want to see this guy get slapped in the face, but he gets away from it somehow, and then finally, just like Jimmy Hart, just like <clears throat> exactly, just like downtown Bruno, just like all mm-hmm. those guys. But that's what I think. Um, that's what I think should happen with Enzo. So, what else is going on in the world of wrestling? Well, I still like how Strowman is still a beast. Like how. Uh, it wasn't this week, it was the week before, I think, when he, like, no-sold the, or was it, the, I don't remember if it, which week it was, but when uh, he no-sold the suplex from Brock, that, that, was, was, that yeah. was just perfect. Braun is a beast. I wish we could have seen him in Memphis. Yeah. That, I, I really want to see him live now, um, but... Yeah, that was pretty cool. Just watching him roll right up, and just and Brock not knowing, like, oh my god, yeah. what, what do I, what am I gonna have to do? I mean, again, they make it seem, you know, like he is a legit threat to to Brock in the title. And I will honestly, I will still be very surprised if if at the next pay per view, Braun doesn't walk out with that championship. When is that? Is that a week from Sunday? Yeah, a week from Sunday. Okay, so we'll be previewing it next week. Another damn pay per view. Uh, Reigns versus Jordan. You know, I don't know. I still am not on the uh, whole. Oh, hey Snoop. I, I don't want. I don't want to listen to you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sasha Banks. What do you think? How do you think of what the, what they're doing with her? I don't. Don't think they're doing enough. She. The, it's almost like now they just kind of keep her around and. She's that safe match when they don't have anything else to do. You know, if they can't come up with something storyline-wise, it's like, okay, we'll just throw Sasha in there. We'll have a really good match, and that'll take care of this week. And then we'll worry about the next show. Yep. Oh, hey, speaking, I I meant to talk to you about when we were talking to this. I meant to ask you this while we were talking about um, the uh, Mae Young Classic. What did you think of the confrontation between uh, Bailey, Charlotte? The two women, yeah. And Becky and the other, yeah, with <laughs> Ronda Rousey, Jessamine, and then the girl that they hardly ever mention and nobody knows her name. Still looks like she could whoop the shit out and of yeah, some people. Exactly. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm not gonna say anything. I mean, there's been rumors that that was gonna happen for a while. Uh, it's cool to finally see something happen with it. You know, well, she's training. Ronda's training with uh, Brian Kendrick. Yeah, yeah, the Byron, yeah, say it right the now, the Brian, Brian Kendrick. Kendrick. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's a good experience for her and, you know, she'll be a draw. I guarantee I mean, she'll she's be got, a, you know, Shayna there with her yeah. who can teach her some stuff on the side as well. Cause I mean, she's, she's been doing this for a few years. I mean, she, Shayna is like a legit badass. I mean, she's, I think she was like 15 and one or 16 and one or something in MMA. And then she went to wrestling and I love how she's pulled, you know, the MMA background into the wrestling where it's, 
you know, you when she gets in the ring, you legit think, okay, you know, she can she can tear up whoever's in here with her. Um, what would you think about if they did that at Survivor Series? The four horse women. I hope women, that's what they're doing. The four horse women versus the four yeah. horse women. Would there be enough time to build it up? Well, Bailey's on Raw, and we don't know if she'll be back from injury yet. Uh, but it is a you know a multi-brand right. show. Yeah, so they but can, how would you build build on it though? You know, actually, well, Sasha's not really doing much right now. Actually, you know what I could see? They see we uh, the four horse women with Ronda <laughs> Rousey. Um, they don't have a show allegiance, so maybe they set up this match. And they keep jumping women at their own shows because they have the numbers game. That'd be nice. And then finally, Bailey or uh, yeah, Bailey and Sasha show up on SmackDown out of nowhere and just start. And finally, a big brawl breaks out, and there you go, you got your match set up. But the crazy thing is, is with fans these days and how popular Ronda Rousey still is, there's no way Ronda's going to get booed when she comes in. That's fine. That's fine. But like Shayna probably will. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. But well, I think if. Ronda's not doing the attacking. She's there, but she's just watching three take on two, and they're they're and then right. then maybe she comes in and delivers like a big kick or something like that, or or just puts them in an arm arm bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Arm bar, <laughs> arm drag. Anyway, but yeah, wouldn't that be interesting? Like the four the MMA four horsewomen are the showing MMA up four on, and the WWE four. Yeah, are showing up on the different shows because they have no they haven't signed with the show, so they're just showing up, right? Beating the hell out of the their opponents. Because they they have the numbers game on their side, man, that's good booking. See, we, we should write. I know, you know. Oh, but we don't know anything because we know our bump card. Well, my bump card's not empty. I've had well, sticking to Sasha things. Banks. Did you hear from a couple weeks ago the the tweet that she had? Uh, she was basically complaining about fans coming up to her at the airport asking well, for I, autographs, I, and, and I'm on her side. Now I'm. Here's the thing. Here's, I'm I'm with. With both, because a lot of a lot of the other wrestlers like Bubba Ray, he he kind of tore into her a little bit. Here's the thing. Here's what here's what I'm going to say about it. you and I, friends. We've gone to Hooters. We've seen the wrestlers come in there. Leave them, we left them a fuck alone. Yeah. Why? Because they're there to eat. They're fucking hungry. They just were part of a three-hour show. They just got off show. work. Yeah. If you come up to me, I, I hate. I, I mean, I don't hate flying, but I'm not the. You know, I want to get off the plane. I want to go get my bag, especially in Memphis, because the baggage claim fucking oh, takes forty five minutes to get the fucking bags. But I don't want to be to be bombarded. And I think there's people that will, you know, stake out these flights. Oh yeah, and yeah. that's that's not that's I, I'm on her side with that. That's stalking. You know, yeah. I I have a major problem now. If it's something like I'm sitting next to you on an airplane, first off, I'll talk to you. But may, I'm not going to ask for a picture while you're on the airplane, right. or I'm not going to, I'm you know maybe an autograph if you know if we talk for a while or something like that. But I'm not just going to straight up stalk. Hey, they're coming into Memphis. I know the I know they're coming from this town. So I'm going to check out the flight and be there. Right, like Brock Lesnar guy and all those other people. <laughs> I, so I'm I'm on Sasha Banks' side when it comes to that kind of stuff. Now go ahead and make your point. I'm with I'm with her on airports. I think airports should kind of be off limits because I mean that's. If you just happen to like bump into them, you know, somewhere else, you know, walking down the street or you know, in a restaurant, and you know, See, they didn't just get off work or something. I mean, it, it's it's like what kind of Bubba Ray said and a few other people. You know, 
you knew what you were signing up for when you yeah, when I, you guys are WWE. You know, I mean, these fans are the reason that you have a job, basically. And I, and I get that part. Restaurants and airports should just be while they're sitting and eating. Don't walk up, right? Interrupt the meal. Now, if you're wait, if you're both in the waiting area or something like that, hey, you're Sasha, man, I'm big fan. Yeah. Do you mind if we? That's fine. I don't have or, a problem. Or, with that. or even you know, once they're done eating, you know, if if you want to like you know hang outside or something, and as they're leaving. You know, approach them, yeah, kind of. But I mean, it's it's not as rude as interrupting them while they're eating. You yeah, know, it's, yeah, yeah. And you know, you don't always have to go up and you know ask for pictures and autographs and stuff. I mean, just just, just say hi. I'm it, a big it, fan. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous that that's how society is. That I mean, just because you see somebody on TV, you know, they're more special than anybody else. I right, mean, right. You're not gonna walk up to a stranger and just be like, "Hey, I like your shirt." You know, can I get a picture with you or anything? But just because they're, you know, famous, they get, you know, special treatment and they're looked as, you know, higher beings almost. But, you know, it it is, they, they did sign up for it. I mean, just like anybody that's famous. Now, that doesn't necessarily give everybody a right to just bombard them all the time. Right. I did, airports. You know, respect them. You know, I don't. I don't like the whole airport thing. That, and and I love what Sasha. <laughs> those pictures she takes. <laughs> right. Oh my God, they are hilarious because right. she just she just looks in the camera with the most sour face. Yeah. And I and I get it. And I saw. And you know what's funny is they'll post these pictures, and then they'll put something rude like, "Oh, I tried to take my picture with Sasha, and she didn't even want to smile." Like, right. well, there's a reason for that. Like, a, a dude took a picture with Alexa Bliss. She just got off the airplane, no makeup, and it was like. Yeah, and he was like talking bad about yeah, it. Yeah, like, like, you know, this the- is this is your Alexa Bliss. Like, man, fuck you. Yeah, go. It's f- like everybody that thinks she's so hot. Here's what go, she really looks like. Go fuck yourself. And you know what? You look like a fat pig that still lives in your mother's basement and had to stake out airports just to meet someone famous to get some yeah. sort of self gratification. Right. Piece of shit. But yeah, I mean, weak ass. You know, they are still people. Don't you know? Don't you don't have to bother if you want to go up and say hey, you know that's cool. Don't just hang around and you know right. be a like, creep about it. There's when we went to we were at Hooters one time. I think we were waiting at a table and like Randy Orton came in. I want to say Jack Swagger came in. Yeah, a couple other people and um, Swagger. I think I think it was Ziggler at the time. Yeah, they a came bunch in of the and divas at came table in at the and time they, and. and I remember this specifically, you know, we were actually sitting at a table next to him. Like, right next to him, yeah. And we didn't directly. bother any of him. Evan Bourne was there because he bumped into Joe. And yeah. Like, Joe punked him out, let's <laughs> say, but he was just being a nice guy. And um, But I remember this guy, and I specifically remember this guy coming up. And I kind of looked over, and he's like, hey, guys, let me just ask you one quick question. And the way he said it was so douchey. Right. And I just saw the look on Orton's face like, oh, fuck, here we go again. You know, It's also still not a Randy Orton guy, but... Like I said, he's there to get his chicken wings, you know, maybe flirt with a couple of Hooters waitresses or whatever. Yeah. Let, let him do it. Exactly. Let him do it. Now, I do have a regret of not meeting Maria Canellis when she was there. Yeah. But, again, <laughs> well, we were both, you know. We were all we were, we were respectful. Nice. It's like, you know, it's cool that we're sitting, you know, six feet from these people that we just, you know, watch, you know, now, perform their art. Now, on the other side of that, if they're doing like an autograph convention or something and they're being dicks, then yeah. I'm on the fan side. But. but I mean, yeah, I mean, like like Bubba Ray said, you know, he he made the comment. And he was like, "You don't need to 
worry about so much people that are you know trying to get your autograph when you get off a plane you need to start worrying when they don't want your autograph when you get off a plane yeah i i just i mean yeah the, the like i said you know the whole airport thing should yeah. kind of be off limits but he was he made a good point you know well, these that, people I, are excited to see you because of what you do i mean you well, you make an impression on and, their lives well some of them i think are other people are getting autographs just to sell them well right and that's yeah. not there that's, there's always going to be people like that and then there's like the like we just referenced there's always going to be the ones that are just trolling people. They want a picture just to make it look like a bad picture, and yeah. you know those dudes. These, that, these people aren't worth it anyway. I swear to but God, you took the time to take a picture with them. That dude that did that to, that said that about Alexa Bliss, yeah, made my blood fucking boil. I was so mad. Like, yeah, and you look like fucking Julio Iglesias, you piece <laughs> of shit, man. Um, but in general, I mean, it, you just have manners. Yeah. You know, re- respect them. I said, if you see them out in public somewhere and you're not, you know, just by chance and you're not, you know, fucking stalking them, you know, say, hey, big fan, thanks. Yeah. If they want, you know, at that point, you should be able to gauge if they're, you know, willing to to help you out with a picture or an autograph or something or if they want to sit there and talk with you or if they're in a hurry and they're just trying to, you know, live their own life for a few minutes and just kind of, you know, do what they need to do. You know, just gauge the situation and don't be pushy just because... If not, you can bash them on the internet and make them look like a bad person. When I remember when I went to that RSWF show this year, and I finally got to, I got to see Moose wrestle, right? Which is is one of my favorite shows of the year. Um, there was a kid up there, and he was just talking to Moose, and Moose like you could see it in his eyes, like it's a kid, so he's not going to be rude. Right. But I went up, you know, I took my twenty bucks. First off, I said I shook his hand. And I said, "Hey, man, I am a big fan of yours. I'm so happy to meet you." He said, "Thank you." Gave him twenty bucks. Got my autographed picture, held that heavy-ass grand champion belt. <laughs> Dude, heaviest belt ever. That, yeah. I, I've never held an official belt before, Right. but that sucker was heavy. And I took a picture. Moose was so cool. So cool. And after I got my picture, didn't need to bother him again. Right. He's there to make money. I was there to give him some of my money. And, you know, still, cl- and he was a class act. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, that was an awesome match he had with uh, Bishop Cage. Have you seen? You've seen Bishop Cage wrestle, haven't you? Maybe. If you've been to, our, I know he's done some work with Wildfire, which now he won't be working with Wildfire because if you work too many Memphis shows, you're not a draw and you can't get on oh, a Wildfire yeah. show. Yeah. Oh, give me a goddamn <laughs> fucking. That, that's break. a whole he's, nother podcast. He, no, we can talk about it right now, <laughs> man. Because oh, we need Dan for this. Bishop Cage <laughs> is. Easily one of the best wrestlers in Memphis. Probably, if not the. I, I would say he's up there. He's number one. Okay. Best wrestler in Memphis. Because he goes out there. Every match I've seen him at Committed to Wrestling, RSWF, any match I've seen him at Wildfire, the guy works his fucking ass off for 20, 25 minutes, 30 minutes. He treats everything like it's a big-time show. And he goes out there and gives you all he's got. Uh, and I've gotten to know Bishop a little bit. I've talked to him behind the scenes. Very cool guy. Still scares the shit out of me. <laughs> um, I, I, know, I watch what I say because I don't want him mad at me because he's scary. But great dude and all a right. great wrestler. E- probably the best wrestler easily in Memphis. And tonight, if you, whoever you have out there, if you're running the biggest show in Memphis, quotation marks, and you're not having the best Memphis wrestler on there, even though you'll have another wrestler 
and nothing against him that works a ton of Memphis shows, but he helps put the ring together for you. Right. But you'll have you'll have him, but you won't have Bishop. You know. Ho- I hope your shows go well. Hope you uh, took out a lot of good loans to make to put that <laughs> show up. And uh, yeah. I, I, I'm All not right. going to name any names. No. I'm not going to name any names. Uh, are they ever going to do anything with the the uh, the club? Ever? I don't know. I mean, I mean, is it, it kind of it, it kind of goes back to the whole you know Vince isn't going to push something that he didn't create. I mean, that's not you know a hundred percent true. I mean, sometimes things work that you know he didn't have a hand in, but they always do kind of shy away from from big things like that from other companies. And, you know, it's the exact opposite in NXT. What do you think about the new no. name for the new statement? No, what was it? I saw it today, but I don't uh, remember what it was. No, it, I, I love the name of it. <laughs> but uh, I don't undis- remember. The Undisputed Era. Okay, yeah, yeah. And on the shirt it says CFO. It stands for Cole Fish and O'Reilly. Right. Which, and and I, I love the name. Uh, I, I think it's missing a member to be a true stable. I think they should add Cassius Ono. And that would make them the most dangerous stable ever. I could see how they do it too. He comes out, the all three come out to the ring, and they're all staring down. Kind of do it like um, the night ECW joined the invasion, w, yeah. where all of them are in the ring. They're looking like they're butt, and then they just turn around and look at the other guy. And Cassius Ono gets a smile, and they just all whoop somebody's butt for right. a few minutes. Um, uh, how caught up are you on NXT? Not very. Okay. Uh, Kyle. I mean, I still kind of know things that are going on, but I haven't actually watched an episode in a while. The Undisputed Era interrupted a match. They beat down Pete Dunne. Mm-hmm. That's uh, all that. Uh, it looks like they're going to start treating that uh, UK championship as kind of uh, maybe an undercard title in NXT. Right. Which I think is good. Oh, yeah. I think they could use an un- uh, 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 they could use an undercard title, a mid-card title, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I'm really excited that these three guys are in it. Everyone knows, if you know me, but huge Kyle O'Reilly fan. I think he's a fantastic wrestler. Him and Bobby Fish are a great tag team in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yes, I'm going to be one of those guys. Honor and yeah. uh, I'm going to be one of those guys that goes down saying it. And, of course, <laughs> you know, there may be some radio host out there that says, sorry, New Japan fans are never going to mount to anything, but I think you're wrong. I think these guys, their ceiling is extremely high, and you're going to see that NXT on the main stage now because uh, – Adam Cole is one of the most charismatic dudes in wrestling. Oh yeah. Um, so, but yeah. going back to the original question about oh, the club, my bad, my bad. Uh, you know, it, it's hard to believe that you know Vince would want to push them because that wasn't his initial idea. But then again, I think they also kind of just holding it in the back pocket. You know that they could pull it out any time and know that yeah, it's probably going to get over. You know, if, if time, you know, if, if they just need something to happen, they know that they have that. Okay. Because that's, I think that's why they've teased it a couple times too, just to kind of gauge fan reaction, see if the universe knows enough about it to be, you know, hyped and excited over this group. And I, I think they're just kind of holding it back just to hopefully I, for the right time, but they may not even have a time picked out. So what if Finn Balor who eventually he's going to want his rematch, right, for the World Heavyweight or the Universal, Universal yeah. Heavyweight Championship. You would think. So what if... I mean, there's a few other people that hadn't had a rematch either. So what if Braun, let's say Braun beats Brock. 
and the demon decides he wants his rematch. And he turns heel by winning the title with help from Gallows and Anderson. Would that be what you think that would work? Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that'd be. I think that, that would work on multiple levels. One, it doesn't hurt Strowman because it took, you know, three people to beat him. I mean, and this would have to, you know, be after Roman. I mean, uh, Strowman's had the title for, you know, three, four months or so. You know, make him a, a true, like, monster champion that's just unbeatable. Then have him, you know, maybe Balor gets the, you know, wins the Rumble. Gets a shot then. And Man, if Finn won the Rumble, man, that'd be awesome. Yeah, he wins the Rumble, gets his shot with Strowman. And, you know, leading up to it. Leading up to it, you know, he's just getting destroyed every week on Raw, but he finally gets his match, and right when you think he's he's beaten, the club comes out, helps him, takes the title off of him, and then, and then you know, in in a perfect world, then you know, Gallows and Anderson get the tag titles as well, and you've got you know almost a an evolution type deal where the whole stable has has belts. See, I want. I want in the WWE. I want a huge group, not three, but um, like the Nexus, you know that size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I think, man, how cool would it be if the Undisputed Era eventually came up and joined with Gallows, Anderson, and uh, Balor, and and, and also all, or all it would take really is you know. AJ Styles to switch shows. Uh, AJ Styles needs to stay where he is. I think I like him on SmackDown. Yeah, I really do. He's he reminds me of when um, SmackDown was the better show. He reminds me of when Kurt Angle was on that show. Right, but if he joined, yeah, the club, you know, got back with him. I mean, that would be huge. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But then you have that kind of struggle for who the top dog would be. Yeah, but that. That's like a guaranteed storyline, you know, a few months down the road. What did you think of the whole Kevin Owens, Vince McMahon thing? I thought it was great. I have a feeling that when the Vince McMahon was talking to Kevin Owens, he was saying, he was, he was saying, lay it into me, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Girl, to me as hard as you can. Oh, come on, headbutt me. And I bet you Kevin was like, God, I don't want to do this. God, yeah. I don't want to do it. Just do it. Headbutt me. Oh, God. But, I mean, as soon as he did it, he split him open. Oh, my God. I mean, the blood was... started pouring. And then just, you know, a minute, minute and a half after, it showed Kevin Owens. And you could tell his forehead was starting to bruise, like, already. I mean, he, he laid into I'm, And him. I'm sure it was on Vince's. Uh, Vince is crazy. He's just. He's, oh, you know it was Vince's idea to do head that. Headbutt me. Yeah. Headbutt me hard. Make sure it hurts a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, Kevin Owens. Whether you think he's just a fat guy in a t-shirt and basketball shorts, Kevin Owens is a fucking superstar. And that is just one more thing that's made him a made man. If Vince didn't have faith in Kevin Owens, he wouldn't have done that segment like that. No, he wouldn't have gone out to the ring with him. He would have just you know, done one of the things. You know, Kevin Owens was in the back somewhere, and Vince comes out and just the ring by himself. And, okay, this is what's going to happen. Here's the match that's going to go down. Thank you for coming out. And then he would have walked back. But he he has enough faith in Kevin Owens, and he sees the the star power 
that Kevin Owens has. So, you know, like like Vince was always kind of uh, accused of doing in the past, you know, when something hot was going in WWE, Vince included himself in the middle of it storyline-wise so he could be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And it's almost Did it, know, kind of what that is now. Is this the moment where – is this the Austin moment? For Kevin, Kevin Owens? I almost said Kevin Steen. Yeah. <laughs> is this the Austin moment to where now, you know, he's taken on the main authority, you know? is it, Was that his moment like that, you think? It could be. Or at least the, the Hell in a Cell match could be. I mean, did Vince come off as... Because back in those days, Mr. McMahon was a heel. And Austin was kind of toeing the line. And then, you know, between, with when all that stuff went down, right. he became a face now. Was McMahon was McMahon a heel or a face in this promo? Well, he's trying to be the face coming okay. out, but yeah, I mean it, it is kind of McMahon Austin esque, I guess, and maybe that's why Vince decided to do that. He wants to you know tap back into that you know one more time, but yeah, I mean Vince was the clear face when he came out yeah and you know because he never shows up on on the shows anymore yeah, anytime first, he shows up that was the he, first he's Smack- the face as soon as he walks out that was and the first depend- smackdown appearance in a very long time oh yeah right? yeah but like as soon as he comes out he's always going to be a face and then depending on what he does in the ring in that next three or four minutes will determine how the crowd you know acts after that but you know, i think in this i mean they're building owen's as being, you know, the the main heel in this, because I mean Shane O'Mac, he's he's going to be a face, you know, forever. And, but yeah, it it is kind of like the Austin McMahon feud a little bit now, but it would need a lot more to to really like to truly be able to compare it to that. Okay, I can agree. I can agree. Um. Yeah, that's really all I can remember from from SmackDown this week. It's been so between the May Young May Young Classic just took up so much wrestling watching for yeah. me this week. Well, New Day got the titles, the tag titles back. I didn't even Smack- know they had lost them. I guess I'm that far behind. Yeah, they lost them at the like the pay per view, didn't they? Did the they? Usos uh, like they've kind of been swapping back and forth the Usos about every month now for the last two or three months. But huh. yeah, New Day won them back, and I think they're four time tag champs now or something, and. I think they're just doing that on purpose, you know, having short runs with that, but having the New Day get it so they can build New Day as, you know, they were the longest reigning tag champs ever, and they may try to make them eventually, you know, have the most title reigns as a tag team ever. I mean, I really think that's what they're doing. I think they're just trying to build them up as, okay, you know, this is the tag team that you want to remember now. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I I don't know. I I don't – the tag team scene – these days just doesn't seem as as strong as it would be. Yeah, because the revival keep getting injured. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh man. What else you want to talk about, man? Uh there was more global force stuff going on over the past couple weeks. Isn't this isn't crazy what's going on? You know, you got um um Jeff Jarrett stepping down, right? Yeah. He stepped down, you know, they had to strip El Patron of the title a few weeks back. Uh, They're going through just a whole lot of changes there. 
they were going to, like, that whole merger may not happen now, so Global Force may not be a part of it anymore. It may just go back to whatever they decide to call it, what Anthem decides to call it. Uh, but yet, they're still, they're talking about soon, they're going to be releasing their own little network where they can go, you know, they go can- back and watch old, I impact wouldn't, stuff. I and, wouldn't spend three dollars on that. Yeah, depending on how I think they're saying it would be like eight bucks maybe a month, but it would also have you'd also have access to uh, what they're trying to do is like uh, what is it in Japan Noah and possibly another. I can't remember what the other one was, but they're they're trying to get like a couple different. Uh, promotions to where they would have all of their hmm. their tape library basically on there as well. Okay. Alright. Uh, anything else? Uh, what else is going on? Uh, I, I know you usually watch. I'm a little behind on it. I mean, yeah. Uh, Eli Drake is the, the champion. Dummy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love Eli Drake. He's He's great. Uh... I don't know. I really haven't watched Impact that much recently. I still like Allie. Allie Impact. Cherry Bomb. She's adorable. Yeah. She plays that that little ditzy role perfect. Yeah, and what is Chelsea um, from Tough Enough doing over there now? (laughs) She's awesome. Uh, Laurel Van Ness. Because, you know, like, story-wise, months ago, when Maria was still there, they had this thing where Allie was Maria's like assistant and then the fans really started liking Allie, so she was getting cheered and that caused a little feud, you know, Maria would do everything to make Allie miserable, you know, because she was getting the cheers and Maria wanted the power and all that. And then Allie started liking one of the wrestlers, uh, Braxton Sutter. And, you know, they whole did the whole little you know, storyline of them having a relationship and all this but to mess with them they had laurel van s or chelsea from that horrible season of tough enough yeah yeah they had her come in and you know she was gonna get uh get with braxton sutter and you know just kept going back and forth little feud between that and maria set it up to where she he was forcing she was forcing Braxton Sutter to marry Laurel Vaness or Allie would lose her job and have all this stuff and then just like any wrestling wedding it, it never, never follows got, through yeah, yeah. or rarely follows through. There's only been one that I can think of that ever went through and that was um Macho Man. Yeah. Yeah. Well then the but then they had the reception. Yeah, yeah. But basically uh everything fell apart. Braxton, you know, doesn't marry her, and there's a big fight and all. But the thing about Laurel Venice and what makes her so great is ever since then, and this probably happened six months ago now, she still is wearing the same wedding dress to the ring, like, every day. She's still got the makeup and, like, the running mascara, and it's like she hasn't changed. She comes out to the ring basically drunk with, like, a bottle of champagne, and she plays it up perfectly. Hmm. And I've now, seen the pictures. I just don't, I never. Yeah, but now there was a thing here in the last few weeks or month or so, 
with Grado. I don't know if you're. Yeah, I know who he used Grado. to come to the ring uh, with, to the Madonna song. Yeah, yeah. Well, basically, they had this weird gimmick with him or storyline with him where he was he was going to get deported because he's didn't have green card or something. He was going to have to get deported unless he got married. So okay. he was going on all these dates with different, you know, knockouts, and none of them worked. And then they finally decided that, oh, okay, Laura Vanessa already got the the wedding dress on. She's crazy. And they teased that they were going to get together. And then you find out Laurel Vanessa is actually from Canada. So that wasn't going to work anyway. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I knew, well, I knew she was uh, Canadian to begin with. Yeah. So funny. But Laurel Vanessa, she's, she's killing it over there right now. That's great. Um, and she's currently dating Zack Ryder. Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> Zack Ryder gets around. He's a little whore, isn't he? Yeah. What, anything else with impact you want to talk about? Not that I can remember right now. Okay. Because well, I haven't watched it in the last few weeks. Okay. Well, I have got a trivia segment for you, Mike. It's just going to be you tonight. <laughs> okay. But we'll see how many you can get on this list I'm making right here. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to do a tri- quick trivia segment, and then we'll wrap everything up. You've been listening to the Oversell Podcast. Can you feel it, sir? It's time. For a little bit of wrestling trivia. Ladies and gentlemen, I've got a quick trivia segment. Just Mike here, so we'll I want to see how many I have a list. Of the top 15 grossing pay-per-views that the WWE has produced. Mike, I want to see how many of those you can get. Okay. Now, is this... Are WrestleManias on this list, or yes. is this... Yes, Okay. <laughs> Basically, four, <laughs> 14 of them are WrestleManias. <laughs> All right, so I've got a pretty good shot of getting some of them, because... Yeah. We're on what, like thirty-three now? Uh all right, well I'm gonna say this one just because it's all time favorite. WrestleMania seventeen. Number Because that was Rock Austin two. Probably should have numbered these. That was number And when you say grossing, is it like buy know. buy rate highest buy rate? I guess. Okay. Uh, Mania seventeen, number seven on the list. Okay. Uh, see, that's gonna be hard to remember which ones are. I'm gonna say twenty five. Twenty five, number fourteen. Okay. Uh, We'll go 30. 30. Not on the list. 30 was not on the list. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's hard to remember which ones number-wise. Like, I'm pretty sure the... Wait, did you say 30? Yeah. It's still not on the list. I just oh, okay, okay, okay. Just making sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember which one... Like the Rock and Cena was, 
I mean, I know they had two of them, but that was yeah, like twenty seven. Once in a lifetime, twice in a lifetime. Yeah, and they tagged once between that. <laughs> uh, but twenty seven. Twenty seven is number four on the list. Okay. So you've gotten four, seven, and what was the other Four, one? You said 14 was one of them. 14. Yep. Okay. Okay. And you said 14 of these were WrestleManias, and there's one that's not <laughs> WrestleMania. Yep. <laughs> uh. All right, well, I'm... Let's see what we're up to WrestleMania thirty three, isn't that what we've had? Yep. I'll say thirty three. Not on the list. I guess this list probably wasn't made probably should have seen what year <laughs> this article was published. Because it may not thirty it may have been before thirty. Posted on May twenty first, twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen, so that would so have been th- yeah, so So, so I guess thirty like twenty nine. Yeah, yeah, thirty was up to twenty nine. Okay, uh, let's go 29. Number six on the list. All right, how many do I have? Is that five? Yep. Okay. Well, you would kind of assume that it would be... I mean, buy rate-wise, wouldn't it pretty much be like 29 down to like 15 or something? (laughs) If it's that many of them. The lowest numbered one would, so, yeah, pretty much 18. It goes to seven, there's 17, 18. Okay, basically, I mean, 18 like, and up with the, I don't, I don't see 19 on here, though, but I don't think that was actually a really good WrestleMania. So, I think 18 was uh, Rock and Hogan. Yeah. I think 19 would have been. 18 was 12. 19 would have been the whole Hogan and Vince. Yeah, 19's not on this list. Yeah. Basically. Then 20, I think, was 120 Vince, Vince and uh, Bret Hart. 20 was 8. Number 8 on the list. 22, which wasn't that WrestleMania goes to Hollywood? That sounds about right. I love the build-up for that the, one. The, just the promos. Yeah. You know, the, all the all movie right, basically, things. everything, Mania and up from 17 and up with the exception of 19. Can you guess the one that wasn't a mania? <sighs> I'm going to give you two guesses. You have two guesses. And then I get to tell you and watch the look on your face. <laughs> okay. We well, assume it would be one of the big four. I mean, I'd be surprised if it wasn't. I don't remember... Exactly what year it was, but I would kind of guess the the Survivor Series where Cena and Rock teamed up. Nope, that's not it. Okay. Uh, Wish I could ask you. Then it would probably be a SummerSlam. Give me a pick. <laughs> One of them between WrestleMania 17 and 33. Is that your guess? Yeah, I won't know Wrong. what year it would have been. Wrong. According to this list that I found on whatculture.com, mm-hmm. 
I can't wait to see your face when I tell you Invasion. Okay. <laughs> like our favorite, one right. of our favorite pay. That's a pay per view. I will still go back and watch. Oh and yeah. Just enjoy the whole show. Man, that was such a fun pay per view. Yeah. It's amazing that it was. You know, we were that invested to it. And looking back, you know, most of the the big name WCW stars that everybody wanted to see weren't there. Yep. But the, just the way they built it up. And, you know, like going back, a lot of people look at that as, as the invasion angle is horrible because of the lack of star power on the the it, anti or the, it, the alliance side. But I still, to this day, that was one of, that was probably my favorite like solid year in WWE. Yep, I agree. I agree. Uh, be sure you're following us on Twitter. We're at Oversell Podcast, Facebook.com. Slash Oversell Podcast. You can follow me. I'm at Derek D E R I C K O V E R S E L L. At WolfMike23. Also, be sure you head over to www.oversellpod.com and check out the Amazon link right underneath the main player. There's no extra fees or hidden fees. It's just you shopping on Amazon like you are already going to do. Just help out this podcast while you do it. As we like to end every episode, we like to do Superstar of the Week. So, Mike, I ask you, who is your Superstar? Of the week, Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane, that, winner of the May Young Classic. That elbow drop is. I'm I mean, it's almost like a body drop. I mean, she lays completely way, out. The way she throws her legs into the air is just incredible. Yeah. I mean, um, a lot of times, like she she positions herself to where you know the elbow is the first thing that hits. Yep. I mean, it's she kind of leans down into it and all the weight is, you know, her elbow and, you know, rib area basically. Uh I'm going to go ahead and take two since you took Kyrie Sane, I got to take Shayna Baszler. Okay. I went to I got to take Kevin Owens, I man. I knew that was going to be the next one, that, yeah. That elbow drop, I mean that headbutt, man. Whew. And Vince is crazy and he got ass. got to do it to the to the to the boss. Yeah, well, you know, like I said, he ha- that shows Vince McMahon trusts Kevin Owens mm-hmm. and has trust in him as a performer to get the thing over Yep, as well. Uh, folks, that is going to be it this week. The easiest way to get to this podcast is to subscribe on iTunes, and while you're there, leave a five-star review, and we will read it on the air as soon as we get them. You've been listening to the Oversell Podcast.